We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is At The Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Good to have you with us today on the program. Our good friend Alex McFarland sat in for me on Monday. And, um, of course, Rick hosted yesterday, and then here I am today. So I hope you've had a good week and, and benefited from the program. But I'm back, and I'm hopefully back for a while. Uh, at least on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I do want to uh, uh, highlight a few things, and then we'll jump into our uh, stories for the day. We got some good news items for the day. Um, streaming.afa.net, that's where you can watch the program. Streaming.afa.net, that's where you can watch the program live. Also, catch past episodes, catch the video there. Uh, streaming.afa.net, that's where you can watch the program along with other content from AFA and American Family Radio. And then, of course, we have the app and the website where you can listen live, AFR.net and the American Family Radio app. And uh, we publish the show in, in the form of a podcast each afternoon. So subscribe to the core podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're in Psalm 62 today. Psalm 62, David says in verses 1 and 2, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be greatly shaken. The um, Amongst uh, modern philosophy, if you ask someone, Number one, is there is there a God? Is there a creator? Is there a master of the universe? You're going to get conflicting answers. And then secondly, you'll if you ask, well, if God exists, does does you know, is there eternity in mind? Is there heaven? Is there a savior? Is there a redeemer? What happens to after our our mortal bodies pass? And then you'll get very conflicting answers on that as well. But David makes it clear. David makes it clear. He says, God alone, in God alone, my soul waits. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation. Uh, Scripture is abundantly clear uh, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, it goes on to say that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Uh, he is our mediator, and he was and is our um, redeemer, and that's how we're able to access the Father, is through Jesus, the great mediator, and uh, he's the only way unto salvation. That's what Scripture says. So uh, let's, don't, let's don't overcomplicate it. Let's don't, uh, let's don't make it more, more complicated than it has to be. There's only one way unto salvation, and it's through Jesus, there's only one rock, and it's and it's God alone. There's only one fortress, and it's God alone. David says, I, I shall not be greatly shaken. Uh, David's declaring the protection of God over his life. Uh, moving into some of our stories, hey, I talked about this going on in Mississippi. Man, this is this is great news that, you know, 
in a in an ideal world, we shouldn't have to do this, but hey, we're living in a fallen world. Uh, Mississippi officially, uh, the governor of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves, signed into law a uh, a bill called the REAP Act, um, a bill to protect young people from the sexual deviancy agenda, to protect young people from this wicked, evil agenda of uh, of sexual mutilation. And that's exactly what it is. You know, you can call it a lot of different things. You can call it gender-affirming care. Doesn't that sound great? I.e., let's cut on kids' bodies. No, no, no. That's not gender-affirming. <laughs> if we really want to affirm people's sex, I really don't like the term gender, by the way. If we really want to affirm someone's biological sex, then let's uh, let's teach them God's word. Mm. Let's teach them about science and biology and how God created us male and female. And look at all the fascinating ways that God created us. And look at how our bodies are different. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let's talk about childbearing. You know, how God created women to bear children. I mean, their bodies are made to bear children. It's fascinating. Men can't have children. All right? And there are things that men can do that women can't do. All right? And you got to have a man and a woman to have a child. You can't just have one or the other. And we could go through the litany of ways that God created us differently. And it's amazing. Absolutely fascinating. I mean... I mean, any honest doctor that you talk to that has studied the human body, you ask them, like, you think this is an accident or you think we got a creator? The vast majority of them that are being honest with themselves will say they may not be Christians. Uh, heck, they may be atheists. Who knows? But they'll at least say, you know, it's it's there's definitely a designer. It's definitely complex. It 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 exceeds human explanation. At a minimum, they'll say that. Most of them will probably say that there has to be a designer. There has to be a creator behind the human body. It just is way too complex. There's way too many moving parts, and it all has to work in sync. Otherwise, it doesn't work at all. And um, that's the way God created us, and it's a beautiful thing. And so what we have now, and this is what Mississippi is trying to hedge against, what we have now is we have a Romans 1-type society, where there's a direct assault on God's design for human sexuality. And uh, they're not just going after adults now, folks. They're going after little kids. And they're calling it gender-affirming care. But in reality, what is it? It's uh, child sexual mutilation. They're cutting up on children. And there's no PG-13 way to put this. There's no cartoon way to put this. I mean, it is what it is, and we got to talk about it. And so what's happening is, and, and, and to say this is not happening is to lie, but furthermore, it's to, to disprove the, their own hysteria. Like, why would people get upset that Mississippi is preventing 12-year-olds from having their bodies cut on when, on the other hand, they say, well, this isn't even happening. This isn't even an issue. Y'all are just fear-mongering. Oh, really? Well, then let's just go ahead and pass this law. It's really no problem. If this is not even happening, let's just go ahead and have it on the books. Just play it safe. No, but it is happening, and that's why they're fretting, because it is happening, and these people are wicked, and they like it. That's the reality. So what we have going on is we have utter confusion brought on by Satan himself. Satan is the author of confusion. Go back to Genesis. Go back to the garden. Who started creating confusion? It was Satan Himself, he started questioning God. Did God really say this? 
And then Adam's like, I don't know. Then Adam, Adam starts questioning. Eve starts questioning. And then, then they're all in a flurry. And uh, then there comes sin. So Satan's the author of confusion. He brings about confusion in every possible way he can. And one of the ways he's doing it today, and he's done it throughout human history at, at times, is he he causes us to question God's design. I mean, did God really create us male and female, or is there more out there? Are we supposed to embrace God's design, or should we kind of do our own thing and kind of try to, you know, figure out our own way for sexuality? Is 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 sexual intercourse really just for men and women within the confines of marriage, or can we do kind of whatever we want? So there's all these different questions that society brings about. And one of the key issues of the day is this transgender ideology. And we cover this extensively along with other issues under this umbrella in our documentary in his image. Very well done documentary. And it interviews people who have been relieved, who have been forgiven, who have been redeemed from this lifestyle, from this sin. And it talks about how Jesus offers a way out. And it, it does a fat, it does a well, well job, a very well job. Um, and that's over at streaming.afa.net. If you want to watch the entire documentary in his image, you can go over to streaming.afa.net and watch it there. But back to the confusion uh, so we've got adults who are struggling with this. It's traditionally known as gender dysphoria. Uh, they want to, you know, fancy it up with the names and make it sound appealing and, and harmless. And it's just another, you know, way to identify. Um, but it's not. It's very dangerous. So you got gender dysphoria. It's where uh, I'm, I'm explaining things in layman's terms because I'm not a psychologist. But it's it's where people begin to question, like, am I am I am I really a female? Am I really a male? Do I need to embrace this? I feel like this. Maybe I have feminine or masculine tendencies, etc. And so they it starts there from an internal, emotional, psychological perspective. It starts there. And then what's happening is is there's certain certain people that think that well, we'll just we'll just uproot God's design and that's going to fix everything. So so if someone's struggling with their sexual identity and they're Maybe they're they're biologically born. God created them a female, but then maybe they have masculine or tendencies, or they're a tomboy or whatever. Uh, well, let's just change their body to make them look like a man. That's that's going to help them. That's gender affirming care. And so they 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 put these uh, minors, these thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds, sometimes younger, they put them under the knife at a hospital in the name of gender affirming care. But they cut up their bodies, put them to sleep, cut up their bodies, numb their bodies. Remove all their body parts, how God created them. Stitch them all up. Very, very grotesque procedure. Uh, really anti, anti-science, anti-medical field. Um, and these are people who call themselves doctors and claim that they're all for the well-being of people. Um, and then they, they pump out these, uh, these young people that have, that are, that have their bodily mutilated. And then they say, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Gender-affirming care. And then the young person tragically goes home with very little support, and uh, they begin having depression, anxiety, regret. And uh, when they when they come to the realization that, wow, uh, my parent or my guardian has just put me through H-E-double-L, and uh, there's no way to take this back, and now I can't have children, 
Um, it, 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 the, the depression and anxiety just go spike. They spike to the roof. And it causes serious traumatic injury. I mean, imagine this. Imagine thinking you're getting help. And lo and behold, you're having your body, the one thing you've got set in stone that God gave you, you have it utterly destroyed. And you pay for it on top of that. So that's what this is about. That That, that is, that is, this is uh, the transgender ideology. I just summed it up. That's what this is all about. This isn't about, you know, love is love and, you know, adults ought to be able to do what adults ought to do. We Folks, we don't say that about murder. We don't go, you know, if, if, an, if you're over 21 and you can serve in the military, well, uh, you ought to be able to murder somebody. No, we say that's bad. I don't care how old you are. You ought to not be able to do that. So we need to start thinking this way about other moral issues, such as this transgender wickedness. And this law in Mississippi, it, it targets and protects young people, 18 and younger. But this this moral outrage ought to apply to people whether they're 7 or 70. Doctors shouldn't get paid to cut and destroy people's bodies. Like, how is that medical care? It's not. It's insanity. And I'm actually, it, it, it scares me that there's actually doctors out there that went to school for 8 to 10 years, paid a half million bucks for a degree, and they think this is good. Like, this is like going to a mechanic, and he just wants to just pull out your engine because you got a flat tire. Let's just pull out the engine. I don't know. Something may be wrong with it. Something might not be. Let's just pull it out. No. Mechanic, I got a flat tire. Just fix my tire. And then everybody in town would say, that dude's a terrible mechanic. Do not take your car to him. So we got doctors doing the same thing on a medical front, destroying young people's bodies and getting paid for it and keeping their license. We really got to think radically about this, folks. It doesn't just affect young people. It affects people of all ages. We've got to embrace and affirm how God created us. That is the answer. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. 1 Samuel chapter 1 begins by introducing us to a woman named Hannah. She was tormented and grieved by barrenness. Hannah wept continually and was so disturbed that she wasn't eating. Yet she makes her way to the Lord's temple, poured out her heart to him, moving her lips but not uttering a sound. Immediately as she concluded her prayer, the matter was settled. Though she didn't have tangible evidence of an answer to her heart's cry at the moment, she had the tangible confidence in the one to whom she cried. The matter was settled in prayer. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. A balanced worldview is only as good as its ability to intersect our real lives. With the cultural battleground in full action, families are beginning to understand the importance of teaching a biblically-based Christian worldview to their children. But how do we weave this into our girls' daily lives? Both Deuteronomy 6 and Matthew 28 guide Christians to weave integrated faith lessons into children's normal lives. Conversations at the dinner table or car ride, gently weaving biblical truth into discipline or heart training, spreading the gospel generously, all hold weight to bring a worldview into real life. This is a marathon, not a sprint, so take heart, parents, and commit to the long haul. Our journey together will, little by little, bring Christ's kingdom from heaven down to earth. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Did you know the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of all abortions? Preborn Ministry continues to stand with women in crisis in their darkest hour and bring hope and life. After Marissa took the abortion pill, she immediately regretted it, but Preborn was there for her. Look at that baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. Let's hear his heartbeat. Oh, look how strong it is. Praise God. By God's amazing grace, this baby was saved, but many more need our help. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. At the Core Podcast are available at AFR.net. Now, back to At the Core on American Family Radio. To the core here on American Family Radio, I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show today. That was uh, Jeremy Camp. There will be a day uh, talking about eternity, talking about believers in heaven. Uh, that's what Jeremy Camp's talking about there. Wesley's in studio with us as he is each 
week. Wesley, what's up? Hey, not much. Glad to be on the program. Looking forward to uh, the topic. We got two. Uh, we're going to get to one for sure. Hopefully, we can get to the second. But before we do, we have a conference this yes. summer. Yes. Activate or. We're going to discuss a project called Activate, but the conference this summer is Marriage Family Life Conference. It's our annual conference that we have, and we are so uh, happy uh, to have been able to start it at our in our home turf and yeah. close to our headquarters here in Tupelo, Mississippi. It started here uh, one day. We may have plans to to expand it and move it around, but we've just had such great success here, and we're in the process of continuing to. Make it uh, the best and most efficient and the most um, Christ-centered conference and family-oriented conference that there, that there is out there. And yeah. so as we have developed and got so good at doing it here at our home turf, we have continued, and we've continued to grow as well. So mm-hmm. we're running around 2,000 uh, individuals, uh, yeah. uh, which makes up several families as well. So uh, where can they go, Walker, to register? Yeah, marriagefamilylife.net. That's the URL. It's all, of course, all together marriagefamilylife.net, and we'll post this as a URL on the podcast page as well. But, Wesley, another to your point about, you know, what makes this different. You know, there's a lot of conferences out there, and a lot of good conferences, by the way. I go to go to many of them. Um, but what makes this a little bit a little bit unique is the fact that it's for the whole family. That's right. It's for the whole family, and we have a youth track, and we have, of course, the main session, the main track. And if your if your kids are a little more, um, you know, mature and they want to sit in the main session, you know, with with the parents, that's that's okay too. We yep. leave it up to the parental discretion there. Um, but we have a youth track, and we have uh, the main session. So those two things go go together, and so you can bring the whole family. You don't have to find a babysitter. You don't have to uh, leave the kids at home. Bring the whole family to Tupelo, Mississippi, for the conference, and uh, we'll help. Train families in a biblical worldview. So critical today. Mm, and then also with each conference, there's a, there's a theme and an emphasis on a specific area of culture that uh, we want to address from a biblical worldview specifically. Um, and just uh, one more thing on that before we move on to our topics. That With that said, the way Walker described it, which is true and the way it is, it also requires a lot of work and there's a, a lot of... Um, responsibilities in addition to just your conference where you would typically leave your kids at home. Yeah. So I, with that said, I ask for you to pray for the conference, pray for those in leadership. Mickey and Will have spearheaded this for many years, and, of course, they have a lot of help um, with the Hamilton uh, family. Mm-hmm. That's Abe's wife and uh, many, many more that I'm, that I'm leaving out. But pray for them as they put together this conference with uh, the role of uh, – Training up the children. Yeah, and to your point, Wesley, it's it's intense. That's a good yes. way to describe it. It's very yes. intense. Uh, we're not we're not skirting around the issues. We're not tiptoeing on the topics. We're hitting all these issues, these biblical issues, head on. Um, and you're not you're not wasting your time. We don't mm. want to waste anybody's time. That's right. Go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Register there because we do we do fill up, and and there's a limit. And then once it's up, then you'll just have to get in line for next year. That's right. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> so, good good issue to have. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Wesley, we 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 do several projects, almost too many to keep up with here at AFA uh, American Family Association. We've got multiple divisions that do different things. Sure. And we're trying to, uh, you know, of course, uh, uplift the family, inspire the family, um, and train people in a biblical worldview, which is which is what we're doing. 
And uh, we've got a project coming up um, in uh, later this be, year. That's right. Yep. Later this year that will launch. You're working on it now, but mm-hmm. give us a little glimpse into this project. Yeah, so uh, I've had a huge advantage uh, before I begin to get too far into the project, just kind of set up how we got here, is that I've had a huge advantage and been really blessed and enjoyed my primary role uh, here at AFA, of course, in ministry where everybody wears a couple different hats. My primary role has been to build relationships with our financial supporters and our listening audience. And over the years, I've been here 10 years in August, so nine and a half, I've enjoyed that time. And there's a handful of questions that become most common questions. Uh, one of them be, can you have your radio station everywhere? You know? <laughs> and I go, well, Can't sure. you guys just build a, yeah. build a radio yeah. tower right here by yeah. my house? Right, right here by my house. And, of course, the quick answer is yes. We've got our app and internet radio. So yeah, we yeah. are everywhere. Exactly. Um, but I understand the their question there. But then, sure. you know, you get other questions. And, um, you know, I'm, I – I, I don't have a good local church. You know, do you have any recommendations? And we do the best we can there. Nonetheless, the in the top three, in no particular order, but in the top three, one is, does AFA or can you at AFA train me or train my, my family or my church in the issues that y'all talk about the most from a biblical worldview? Mm. And, and can you help me learn how to defend those positions when I'm in public. Yes. Uh, and being able to anticipate the most common objections to those issues. And those issues, the four most common ones that we discuss here at AFA and that we defend through email, through radio, through our written content are uh, marriage and family. That's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, religious liberty. Yep. That's two. Three is stewardship. And the fourth one uh, is escaping me right now. Oh, sanctity of life. Yeah. Human life. So those are the four that uh, are most common. So what we've done is we stepped back and we said to ourselves, what we're going to do is we have other, we have content. So we've got written content. We've got some short, you know, 45-minute videos uh, that that, that discuss these things. Uh, Not all of them, but some of them are out there. Mm -hmm. But what we've done is we've taken a year and a half or two now, coming up on two years, where we have put together a curriculum, a course, in, in these four areas that are that have multiple videos that's very in, that's very um deep, um, but also very understandable. And we brought experts on these four areas to uh, present a a both a articulate and an educational perspective, a biblical perspective, but from an educational standpoint mm-hmm. on these four areas. Now, within those, we went, we 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 had multiple uh, sessions within that. So, when we talk about stewardship, we're going to discuss uh, capitalism, uh, socialism, uh, your personal finances, it's all of the above. Sure, it's a complete package, and it is it could take you know we're it's around twenty 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 four videos, mm-hmm. give or take total. And within, if you add up the four sessions, and so yeah. we're working hard on this right now. Uh, we we are in the process of developing the website and everything. But we just want you to know that we are uh, have realized we've looked around the intensity of the culture, the uh, attack on the family, the attack on the Christian who's trying to live their life, and uh, we want to provide you an educational course that what you can train, and when you get on the other end of it, yeah. We'll have we'll host a graduation here at AFA's headquarters annually. We would have you host you here, and you will come away 
as I've uh, said before, as a, as a Marine of AFA. Mm, that's you'll, good. You'll be equipped and ready to go. And boots, so, boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. So, you know, Wesley, this is um, uh, we say this often, um, but uh, AFA is not the we're not the local church, right? Sure, uh, we are part of the church because we're we're believers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we're not the we're not we're not the local church, and we're not trying to take the place of the local church. Sure. Pastors uh, have a lot on their plate, and um, one of the one of the challenges that a lot of people face, is, and you mentioned this, is finding a, a local church body mm-hmm. uh, that is teaching the whole counsel of God That's and not right. shying away from certain parts of Scripture because you know so and so might get mad at me. Um, but this this activate project yeah. and this this study is going to be perfect for pastors Absolutely. and church leaders to pick up because you can't expect your your pastor, your church leader, I mean, even you and me, to be sure. experts on uh, creation, on religious uh, liberty, religious liberty yeah. on sanctity of life, and how all of this has played out over human history. That's right. You can't expect everybody to be experts in everything. Sure. But what you can do is, is look Provide. to people mm-hmm. who have more knowledge on this issue. That's right. Uh, so that's what we're doing. It'd be great for a small group, oh, Sunday yeah. school class, you know, any kind of discipleship group, or even just the church to recommend right. for individuals and families to go through. Uh, but we're going to take people through all these issues, train them on the issues, all from a biblical perspective, and it's going to be a, a great tool for people. It is, and the name of the project is called Activate. The name of the project is called Activate. Um, I'm going to give you some of the speakers that will be part of it, yep. uh, but before I do, give you a timeline here. So we're right in the middle of production. And we're we're heading into the editing stage, and the goal is is to be able to have pre orders at the Marriage Family Life Conference. So yeah, uh, that's the first place. We'll, By the way, yes, the, that conference we talked about in the first of the segment is July sixth through eighth. So the MFL conference is July sixth through eighth, of which Wesley will be talking about activate at the conference. Am I right? That's right. Well, we have not decided exactly how we will promote it there, but it will be promoted at MFL and. And we will also um, take pre-orders, and then August 2023, August 2023, with God's help and the staff here at AFA and everybody that has a hand in Activate, we will then launch the Activate curriculum, the AFA Activate curriculum, in which we will be able to train those who are uh, desiring to be trained in the issues that are most close to AFA and and are obviously on the front lines to the the what your children will be growing up here in America. So. Yeah, and I, I do want to jump a little bit deeper on what we're offering here. So it's one thing, Wesley, to watch some videos online, but we're offering a little bit more than that. Sure. So uh, talk about like uh, maybe some some a kit we might send these. And I know we're still working through exactly. the details. But we're, we looking, have, yes. we're looking into a kit, right, that's, that's, that's mailed to the participants. That's right. And remind me to mention some of the authors toward the end. Okay. Before we end, uh, yeah. So, the, so in addition to watching the film, the reason this is called Activate and what what will make this project different than any cultural institute or any other video that we've produced here at AFA, which are all very very good. AFS has done a good job with those. What will make this different and will make this more thorough, and why it's, why this has taken almost two years to do, yeah. is because there will be a workbook in which you fill out. Well, I fill in the blanks as you as you follow. Number two, it will have Bible verses that complement and explain the issue that is being discussed, uh, multiple Bible verses in which you will be required to memorize in order to move on to the next segment. Last but not least, there will be an accountability sheet that will challenge you to take what you've learned and apply it to different areas 
of your life. Now, let me give you that. That may sound a little bit confusing. So an example is it would be very helpful here. So when you get to the life issue, a couple of the accountability things that you will be able to, that you will need to complete in order to finish that course would be ask your church, your local church or the church you attend what the pastor's or the church's position is on the life issue. Mm. Another one would be if we're sticking with the life issue and accountability sheet in order to complete it, one of them will be volunteer a weekend or a time at your local pregnancy center or provide them some diapers or some resources. Collect yeah. collect some diapers or some resources for your local pregnancy center. Go go uh begin a um a minute or go go one week into a an abortion clinic and witness. Mm. Um, th- these are some things that we you have to check the box. Yeah. Uh, now th- now there will be a certain amount. So if there's eight of them, we would expect for you to complete five of the eight in order to move on. Sure. But there'll be an online course where you'll be able to you'll be able to track your progression, mm. and as it's complete, when you get to the end, we'll be able to have a graduation ceremony for you. You'll be able to. Uh, we'll host you here at AFA. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a meal. We'll have spe- we'll have some of the speakers come in. You'll get to meet a lot of the professors, is what we're calling them, mm. the professors of Activate, and it's going to be a wonderful thing. Looking forward to it, and it's come from being the the whole idea has come from it being asked from our listening and our donors. Yeah, and so you, many of y'all that are listening, ask me this question, our supporters have asked this question, and we're providing it. And we're in the process of it. So some of the speakers, uh, think about religious liberty, uh, Rick Green, who's mm-hmm. on this program on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's a, uh, an expert in the Constitution, as y'all, as our listening audience yes. has learned. America's Constitution coach. That's right, America's Constitution coach. Well, he is uh, a, he's a portion. He's a big part of the religious liberty section. Uh, we've also got, uh, when it comes to marriage and family life, we've got Mickey Addison, who's going to be discussing parenting. Love it. So parenting is a big deal. We talk about that on this yeah, program. Yeah, I need to watch bit. that one. Yeah, we all need to watch <laughs> that one. So uh, anyways, a lot of good speakers. Both. Uh, How many minutes do your kids spend in time out? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's part of it, yeah. right? Well, Wesley, yeah. it's not every day you have a good idea. That's but, not. Uh, but this is a good one. It's not. I'm it's, just kidding. No, look. I, I, hey, look. No, you, you, you're, I don't. You're, crit, you're pivotal in the whole creation of this project. So That's good, right. Good work. Hey, well, I appreciate that. Y'all be looking forward to it, and we'll give you a better update in about another month or two as we progress here. Keep praying for AFA. Pray for the work that we're doing. We need all the prayers and, and thoughts that uh, absolutely. Us, so. Thanks, Wes. Hey, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. All right, folks. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We've got another guest coming up. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. Friendships is offering an exciting opportunity for young adults who want to grow in their walk with God, become physically fit, and learn relief ministry while serving in the Middle East. This is an amazing opportunity to serve God and experience Israel. Check out Seahawks One-Year Scholarship Program at friendships.org or call 337-433-5022. That's 337-433-5022. 
The next session begins August 19th. Here's Rob West of Faith and Finance, heard here daily on American Family Radio. I'd like to take a moment to ask you to consider investing in the ministry that you know as American Family Association. For over 40 years, American Family Association has been on the front lines in the battle for the future of our great nation. They continue to stand for the biblical principles America was founded upon. One way you can support AFA's efforts is through your estate planning. Why not explore the benefits of including AFA in your estate planning? You can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association. Contact Riley Wildman and the team at the AFA Foundation today. Call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit afafoundation.net. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number, 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE, 833-45-BIBLE. This is At the Core on American Family Radio with your host, Walker Wildman. Welcome back to The Core. Glad you're listening. Those who aren't listening, they're honestly missing out. So uh, don't tell them that, though. (laughs) Hey, we have a, a guest with us on now. There is a scripture talks about, you know, having a, there's wisdom, uh, something to the degree of there's wisdom in the counsel of many. Um, it's good to have multiple uh, people providing counsel and wisdom and insight. And that's what we try to do here on the show instead of just uh, myself or Rick talking for 60 minutes, although we could probably do that, no problem. Hey, we've got on with us uh, Sherry Few. She's founder of USPIE, that's U.S. Parents Involved in Education. And uh, her group also produced the film slash documentary Truth and Lies in American Education. Hey, Sherry Few, thanks so much for coming on the court. Hi, Walker. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I uh, appreciate the work of your group there over uh, at U.S. Parents Involved in Education. Well, Sherry, uh, I got you about five to seven minutes. Um, If you had to... Give America, and uh, in, in, in a brief answer, uh, what is the status of American education? What would you say? Well, I don't know how I can do that briefly, but let me try. <laughs> I'm afraid that American education is uh, in a mess. It is a total mess. And I've been following education policy for about 20 years, probably 25 years at this point. And, you know, there's been problems all along. I started following education policy when my children were in school, but it has gotten so much worse. In the last few years especially, 
It is in your face, blatantly anti-American, anti-Christian. It's pro-Marxist. They are sexualizing children at very young ages. I, I have to tell you that most of the people that I work with understand it to be a spiritual battle. Mm. It's absolutely a spiritual battle for the minds of the children in America. And if we don't put a stop to the indoctrination that's happening in government schools, we're, we're going to lose our very freedom in this country yeah. because they're churning out little Marxists every day. And I know that your listeners are, are Christians, and they have to understand that there's no room for a belief in God in Marxism. Mm. And, and that is their end goal, I believe, is to divide people. You know, that's why the critical race theory and um, all these other Marxist theories are being implemented in the schools uh, is to cause division. Because we know that a house divided against us against itself will surely fall, and that is the intent. They want to destroy our constitutional republic and replace it with a Marxist and even communist form of government. And this is happening with our tax dollars right under our noses. And I just have to alert parents yeah. and grandparents. If you have children in government schools, you have to get them out. Yeah. It's that bad. You've got to get them out and find a good Christian or private school, and you have to be careful there, too. You have to be selective, mm. because some of this has even creeped into the private school. Yeah. But the best the best option is to homeschool your child, because then you have absolute control over what they're learning. And I know that can be difficult for some parents, but we're working on policy solutions that can help parents to afford to be able to homeschool and put their children in alternative education settings. Yeah, to to your point, you know, according to Marxism, government is God. Government is God. Government replaces God, according to Marxist. Um, another thing, uh, Sherry, is that, you know, in many ways, our economic system today, at least I'm talking domestically here in America, has been structured and, and really catered to, to highly encourage uh, uh, double incomes are two parent incomes, mom and dad both out of the house working forty hours a week thereabouts. Um, and I gotta say that's, in my opinion, that's been that's been very damaging. Um, they 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 did it in the name of feminism, and we've got to get women out of the house, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, uh, Sherry, a lot of parents, to your point, they think, uh, okay, I've got a quit my job, come home and homeschool and their heart might be in it, but they start looking at the finances and they're like, wow, um, this this isn't going to work. So what are some things you guys are working on? Well, one of the things we're working on and, and, and let me just back up a minute because most of the conservative policies for solutions, uh, to what you just addressed is, um, what they call education savings account, um, programs where money follows the child and our organization uh, doesn't support that type of policy because we're concerned that once you put government money into Christian and private schools, they're going to be obligated to be under their thumb. And it won't be long before they will be regulating them the same way they're doing government schools. Mm-hmm. And so those are really frightening. We don't, we don't support that. But our organization supports a simple tax credit for parents, just like the child tax credit that's on your federal income tax return, where you check a box and you say, I have X number of children, and then you receive X number of dollars credit on your income tax. We believe that should happen on the state and the federal level, and that way there's no government involvement. And for families that don't pay a lot of taxes and that may not necessarily 
benefit them. We think that you could, they, the government could establish something like the earned income tax credit that exists currently for those families so that they will always, they will also receive some uh, benefit uh, government free of regulations. Mm, that's good. Hey, uh, uh, Sherry, tell our audience where, where what your website is and how they uh, folks can study and read and learn more about your work. Yes, thank you. So our website is USPIE, that's USPIE.org, and they can go there and they can sign up to join the movement, and that will um, allow them to get regular updates via email of the work that we're doing and things that we're promoting, and, and we're writing um, – policy statements frequently and they're being published in places like the Washington Times and Breitbart and Epic Times. So we're, we're really beginning to make a splash nationally with education policy. So if they sign up at USPI.org, they'll get these publications on a regular basis. And then they can also go to uh, our film's website, which is truthandliesfilm.us. And I encourage every uh, Christian and freedom-loving American to access this film and view it this will this will explain in much more detail factually from experts what i described earlier the horrific things that are happening in government schools and if they do access the film we encourage them to show it uh with a group of other people maybe at your your local church or in your community and have a discussion afterward and talk about a plan how you're going to address this and i just lastly want to really encourage families who feel like they can't afford to get their kids out of the government schools. They need to really pray about it and understand that God is their provider, and it, it would be a, a biblical step to remove them and trust God. And, you know, they may have to make some sacrifices, but I believe they absolutely can do it. And parents are the children's first teacher, mm. and we need them in charge of their children's education. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Sherry, so much for coming on, and I appreciate your work. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Walker. All right. That's uh, Sherry Few. She's president and founder of USPIE, or USPIE, U.S. Parents Involved in Education. That uh, URL, by the way, is very simple. It's a USPIE.org. USPIE.org. We'll link to that over at the podcast page at AFR.net as well. 888-589-8840. That's the number to call in. We are going to take your calls. I want to get your comments, feedback, questions on uh, everything we've discussed during the show today. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. We'll take your calls uh, here in just a few minutes. 888-589-8840. You know, and to, to, to elaborate on Sherry's point there, this is, I know this is very challenging for families. Look, uh, I'd be surprised uh, any family with children that hasn't had this discussion, at least any, you know, Christian household that at least hasn't broached this topic. I'd be very shocked to hear that. Uh, my wife and I have discussed it. You know, I know many people that, that frequently um, discuss this topic, and that is, you know, what do we do about our child's education? And and the, the, the majority of our country chooses, um, you know, public education or government-run education. And, uh but the, the environment there is becoming so hostile, it's, it's becoming very challenging for parents to really keep a, a hold of, of, of what's going on with their children. So um, we, we try to hit this topic pretty often, and we understand folks um, um, acting as if every, every parent in America can just pull their kids out of public school tomorrow and everything's going to be, you know, all, all, all flowers and sunshine. That's, uh, that's not a realistic expectation. 
uh, but we do want to we do want to bring you know attention to the issue and uh, do what we can to encourage parents to take uh, full ownership and responsibility of their child's education. And that doesn't necessarily mean homeschool. See, that's what a lot of people m- misunderstand is they think, well, if I'm taking full ownership of my child's education, then I'm teaching them all you know all subjects all the time from my household. Well. That may not be the case. There's a lot of creative educational opportunities out there. Uh, you got charter schools. You've got what people call these cottage schools that are like part-time, a couple days a week. You do the rest as a parent. Um, there's private, uh, full-time private education. There's just a ton of options out there. Maybe not widely available, but they're out there. you got to kind of search for them. Uh, but we really need to make these creative, creative educational opportunities more available. And I think that's what Sherry and her team are working on is making, you know, these private options way more available and way more affordable for families. That is the way of the future. That is the trend. Um, and it is a good trend. 888-589-8840, We'll go to Robert in Mississippi. Robert, what's on your mind? Yes, uh, I would just wanted to make a comment about the lady that, you know, just spoke about uh, you know making some sacrifices and and pulling kids from from uh, <clears throat> public education. Uh, you know, just wanted to encourage other believers to do that. Um, I think it was a good thing for my family many years ago. Um, we were faced with a situation of uh, you know I was only one working. My wife was a stay at home mom. You know, and uh, uh, we tried to pull our two girls and put them in public school system and it it just didn't work for us it just uh you know um it seemed like every day my oldest daughter was coming home crying and everything and i met with the uh uh principal assistant like four times you know before uh christmas break and uh after christmas break uh you know we had talked to the uh, uh people back at uh the private school we had left and they offered us a little assistance, and we accepted that, you know, graciously. Um, and then uh, put them in there, and and just we just put it down and made some changes, and uh, looked up to the Lord and said, "We're turning this over to you." And and uh, kind of the rest is history. And then later on, my son was born, and you know, we we tried him at the uh, at the private school, and then found out to be he he was dyslexic so we had to put him in a special school which required even more money um we didn't get any assistance but you know here again we just uh turned it over to lord and uh things happened and you know and i think we've been blessed by it you know but it's it's been a good deal situation uh both our kids are grown and i mean all three of our kids are grown at last one's in college now and the other to the finished, uh, well, one's in professional school and the other one's finished, finished professional school. But um, I just encourage others to do that. You know, it just, um, I mean, there's so many things that, that we cannot change in the public system right now, even though we have good teachers out there, you know. Yeah. Um, so well, th- that's hey, just th- my thoughts and comments. Yeah, yeah, appreciate your feedback, Robert. Good to hear from people who've been there, done that, and uh, have experience there. Uh, last call today, we'll take uh, Charlie's call. Charlie's in North Carolina. Hey, Charlie, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, thank you for letting me share what I'm thinking. Uh, I hadn't missed a school board meeting in over a year, and I say what i got to say, and I'm in there fighting for us. And I, I just think we need to put up a fight. 
instead of just giving up our schools, just go for it and do, you know, I've got a son that homeschools his kids. I got another son that's going to put his in public education, but I just want to fight. I want to fight for our schools. Mm-hmm. Our constitution upholds our view. So let's go for it. Yeah. I want to hear your comment on that. Yeah, Charlie, appreciate the call. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you hang up and, and listen over the year. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, we, we don't need to, to quote unquote, give up. Uh, any any sector of society. I mean, Christians are called to, to occupy until Christ returns. Um, so Christians don't need to give up uh, any part of society or government. Government was created by God. Um, so so that that is true. Um, but on the other hand, um, it, it's 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 acceptable and good if parents do choose to to teach and disciple and, and educate their children. That's a, that's a noble, that's a good decision um, that can be very beneficial to children. So uh, it's not a, it's not a one size fits all. And it's not also not a discussion of, well, I'm a better Christian than you because I homeschool my kids. Uh, That's not the, that's not the motive. That's not the intent uh, at all. It really is about using wisdom um, and doing what's best for your children but all the while, we've got to protect them. So to your point, uh, Charlie, be at those school board meetings. Run for school board. You know, be the be the local principal. Uh, be a teacher. Be a coach. Whatever you got to do to be a godly influence to young people, let's do it, folks. Let's do it. Um, and if, if some people do choose to home educate or send their children to a private school, good for them. But no matter the sphere, no matter wh- wh- who educates our children, we've got to protect them. We've got to do everything we can do in our power to train them in a biblical worldview. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.